I think that's about the closest I've ever come, and I'll explain what I mean in a second. Alex McDonald in Atlanta, joined by Daniel Munoz in Minnesota. Hey, Danny. Hey, Al. How you doing? I'm doing well. This is TPS Report for Monday, March 6th, 6th. 2023 of any month it just throws throws me through a loop because i can't say the word properly so i over enunciate it and And sound like a tool and then you get all fidgety and say it like five times yeah it is monday the 6th of uh march now you forgot the month yeah it's march i know that what do i mean that intro at the beginning it goes from the song to our the music I wrote the do 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 do, and I have to trigger that myself using a button on this mixer, and I try to time it to where the 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 beat drops, whatever it's called, whatever the kids say. I try to time that with the logo popping up in the intro video, and I got about as close tonight as I'm ever going to get. I think in uh, getting that timing right. Well done, my friend. I know. Uh, the, the little things. It, yeah. It's the little things. That, it is the um, little things. That excite me, that get me going. Are we live on Rumble? Uh, that's a good question. I don't um, know if we are or not. Because. Um, yeah, we are. Are we? Okay. We are, in fact. All right. Someone go into the live chat on Rumble for us and uh, say hello Make sure these comments are coming through because I'm not seeing anything from Rumble. Oh, there's one from you. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah. Um, good to be back. Lots to talk about tonight. Let's say hi to our friends, though. I say that. Let me get uh, old Steve. I want hearts from about... Lucy. There we go. John Doe. We got we have a John <laughs> Doe in the chat tonight. <laughs> Looking good. This is a test message. Yeah. All right, old Johnny boy. Um, oh, look, and it still didn't bring up, well, whatever. I think I need to update this. So I'm going to go over to here instead. Michelle Ivy's here. What's up, Michelle? Hi there. Hey, Michelle. Uh, Richard Brett Danielle's not here, though. There you are. Here uh, I is. Richard Bradshaw's here. What's up, Richard? Good hey, to Richard. see you. Peggy Brown is with us. Hey, Peggy. Hey, Peggy. Uh, there's Janine. Hi, Janine. Thank you for Hi, tuning Janine. in. There's Richard. Richard Sarkeesian. What's up, brother? Good to hey, see Richard. you. Uh, Bill Campbell's with us. Hey, Bill. David Matthew Mathay is here. Hey, David. Good to see you. There's Joy. What's up, Joy? Hello, sister. Um, I think that's and Tech Danielle over there on um, what up over there on Rumble. Yeah, I don't know why that uh, isn't picking up all the comments. I know. I probably know why. There's been like six updates to this uh, chat app that I just haven't bothered doing, Danielle. I mean that you know. Maybe I'll do one. Not for nothing. I'm just saying that you know. Maybe effect that yeah, might something. be it. Uh, um, all right, we got we got a lot to talk about, but before so we do, let's talk real quick about Crowder. He was on the uh, PDB podcast, and listen, the last time we talked about Crowder, I don't think people were overly thrilled about what I said, even though we made it. We made this is a Crowder shop shirt. That is an actual Crowder Shop shirt. That's not an I made it with my cricket shirt. I actually bought that from Crowder Shop. Actual money given to Stephen Crowder. Um, you know, Mug Club memberships, big supporters of Stephen Crowder. I just happen to think he was remarkably out of line the way he handled this thing with Daily Wire. However, he was on PDB podcast tonight. 
The good news is Mug Club will be back this month. He hasn't given away too many details. I don't know. I don't know if he's partnered with anyone or if he set this up by himself. But he was talking about it on PDB tonight. Uh, he said he's he's doing like a media promo tour. Um, I believe he's going to be on Russell Brand's show, I think, tomorrow. Okay. Uh, I will absolutely tune into that because I love Russell Brand. I mean, he's a liberal sack of shit, but I love Russell Brand. He's, um, and when I forget his name, I refer to him as that uh, potentially gay British fella. Oh, to which I... Danielle replies, That's you mean all, all British, British fellas? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he'll be on there tomorrow. Anyway, he was, he was talking, they touched on the daily wire thing. Obviously we're not going to rehash that. Um, but he was talking about rolling out the new network and bringing along some new talent. He didn't say who or whom, whichever is uh, correct. I said there are two things I'll never beat Danielle at. Number one is the English language. Number two is working out. Is it who or whom? He didn't That's mention. That's how you're using it. Well, Steve, I'm using it in the Stephen Crowder didn't mention. Like who he will be bringing yeah, along is yeah, who. Yeah, who he's bringing along. I think it's going to be people like uh, Jeremy from the quartering. Um, he was talking, he talked about comedians a lot. And he talked about Jim Brewer in particular. So I wonder if Jim Brewer's coming along to do a show on his network. Um, it's going to be interesting to see for sure. No Dave Landau? Oh, Dave, Dave Landau will be there. Okay. Um, for current Mug Club members that have a remaining balance for to their membership, Crowder said to keep an eye on your email folders tomorrow, keep an eye on your spam folder, basically. And there will be details about uh, what's coming up and how to get free time effectively to compensate for the time they paid for over on the blaze. Okay. So it, I don't know how much it's going to be. I mean, for you, you paid for two years and he left six months in. So I, I don't well, know. But my membership is a blaze membership. I do have mug club, but the three year one was blaze. Mm -hmm. So I assume I'm just yeah, you're, stuck with the blaze Yeah, you're stuck with, with the blaze. no Crowder and no Elijah Schaefer. And yeah, well, you know, you're, you're obviously, you know, you're going to buy a mug club membership, right? Well, I, I, mean, I bought the intern one, so he has one. So we have one. I mean, to the new, whatever the new thing is. Because the new thing's going to require a whole new sign-up. It's not going to be I mean, are we blades. going to after this fucking pussy move on his part? I mean, I'm are sure. Are we going I, to? I'm sure. I'm going to wait and see what he's doing. First, if Dave Landau's there, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. But if Dave's not there, I'm, I'm it, sure. I mean, Crowder's going to have to prove himself to me all over again. Because after this bullshit move, dude, I bought three years of Blaze TV for myself. Right. I bought three years of Blaze for my mom. Right. I bought Mug Club... I bought a gift mug club membership for another creator friend of ours. I bought a mug club membership for the, that's a lot of fucking money. It is. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, you're hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And hundreds of dollars it. in to fucking Steven Crowder. Yep. And for him to pull this pussy ass bullshit and be like, oh, well, 
I'll make it right. Well, motherfucker, you ha- sorry. Well, I I get it. But Listen, he hasn't I, made I appreciate it. Right it. Yet. Exactly. And I'm not giving him another fucking red dime of my money until I see what he's going to do with it. Yeah. I mean, the last the last members actually heard from him was back in December. Haven't heard a word since other than guest appearances on other people's shows. And Haven't heard he a word from to- him. I'm sorry. Go I need on. to sh- no, keep going. You might need to just mute me because I'm a little more fired about this than I thought I was going to be. But what we heard from him was send me your email, sign up for this bullshit fucking server so that we can keep in touch with you. And all he was doing was building an email list to sell, like yeah. to, to not necessarily to sell, but to promote himself. To leverage. He, yeah. To, yes. And that's, yeah. and he's still, by the way, I think he's in for a bit of a surprise, bit of a shock. Because he still thinks that everyone that signed up to that Mug Club Forever will turn into a paid conversion. And that's the data. He, I said we weren't going to rehash this, but that's the numbers he took to Daily Wire. Thing, and he made the assumption that everyone that signed up for it is a guaranteed paid conversion. It just isn't. He can't think. Now, I, I, I 100% believe you that he's peddling that. He can't think that like we know that what is it? You're lucky to get a 10% conversion rate. Mm-hmm. We know that. And we're like piddly little like baby creators. Right. He knows better. Right. Um, let's see. Mitch McCarty's here. What's up, Mitch? Good hey, to Mitch. see you, brother. Um, yeah, I don't know why all the comments aren't showing up. Normally they would have refreshed by now, but whatever. Anyway, just keep an eye. If you're a Mug Club subscriber, keep an eye on your email inboxes. If if you're interested in what Stephen has coming up, and if you're not interested in it, then, hey, don't worry about it. Larry Cox is here. What's up, Larry? Good to hey, see Larry. you, brother. Okay. I am interested. I would like for him to redeem himself, but I'm just, I'm very disappointed is what it is. Yeah. I feel let down. Yeah. Well, now that you're fired up, and by the way, if you want to uh, if you want to support us with your Stephen Crowder money instead of Stephen Crowder, head to uh, tpsreportlive.locals.com. We are way cheaper than Stephen Crowder, but we're also way shitter than Stephen Crowder. And, but so, you know what? We actually do our show. We do actually do our show. We don't show up and pitch a fucking nutty and yeah. claim it's other people's fault and then stop giving you what you paid for. That's right. So, um, and that. while you're fired up, as as you're fired up, let's talk about this young lady, shall we? Young mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Um, Look at those fucking bare paws. J.C. Cooper, uh, trans female power lifter, just won a uh, just won a court battle. And in, um, in my home state of Minnesota. Yeah, in Minnesota. And uh, now USA Powerlifting must let transgender athletes compete in the women's division after losing the uh, discrimination case. Young J.C. Cooper, a transgender athlete, sued the Federation in 2021. We have a video. Should we watch it? Hear, hear, the, hear, hear from this. this yeah, uh, let the athlete speak for itself. Let this softly spoken young lady speak for herself, shall we? Mostly I feel relief. I think we needed a win here and 
it feels good to get that. For J.C. Cooper, when it comes to the sport that she loves so much, a painful chapter comes to an end. In 2019, Cooper, through gender justice, filed a discrimination claim with the Minnesota Department of Human Rights against USA Powerlifting for banning her and all other trans women athletes from competing in women's competitions. Then, in 2021, the team filed a lawsuit against the organization in Ramsey County. I was fed up with the way that I was being treated. I was fed up with the way that, you know, my community was being treated. Um, and enough was enough. With the ruling including a cease and desist on USA Powerlifting's behalf of all unfair discriminatory practices because of sexual orientation and a request for the agency to submit a revised policy, this is a win, but one that's not easy to celebrate for Cooper. After years of uh, experiencing the discrimination from USA Powerlifting and um, the backlash that has occurred due to that. Of course, like I have complex feelings about the sport, but I think that, you know, this win is a representation of where we can move forward. JC Cooper, still not happy, no. mind you. I would like to point that out that, and listen, this is one of those instances where I'm not going to be polite about somebody's pronouns because this is a dude beating up on on girls in sports. Yep. And I, I have, I have no respect for that whatsoever. Um, but you notice he still isn't happy. He got his own way. He gets to continue beating up on girls in, uh, in his chosen sport and still isn't happy that the courts have handed him a remarkably unfair advantage, but whatever. We have uh, Disco over on Rumble watching. Um, and Disco, I don't know what you're watching on, but if you click on the, if you're on an iPhone or on your computer, there should be a live chat button. And if you click that button, it'll take you into the chat rather than uh, being in the comments. Because normally I don't see those, but I happen to uh, happen to get a Disco. notification. But thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Watching from uh, lovely Indiana. Um, so these these court battles are taking place there's so there's light at the end of the tunnel here danielle because these well, court battles are taking place in all different states and we're getting mixed outcomes which means it's going to end up at a much higher court right let me remind you that usa powerlifting that um back in i think it was 2020 we talked about this case that a dude was beating up on girls it, and and this, of course, isn't a contact sport. So we're speaking metaphorically, not like Fallon Fox, right. literally breaking the faces of female contenders. But um, it was a, a um, Eastern European, I think, like a one of the Slovaks, the dude that was lifting as a woman and just crushing the women. So USA Powerlifting came out and said, we're not doing that. And they made this ruling then. And we were excited to see them make that ruling and take this stand. And you said then, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that was that uh, blonde haired. Um, yes. Gosh, that was that was a while ago. Yeah, it and, was like um, 18 or 19. It's yes. Yeah. And, and you're right. I said back then, we're going to have to wait and see. Here's yeah. the thing, though. This is it's going. This is going to end up going 
all the way to the Supreme Court. Right, because USA, is it weightlifting? I think it's USA Powerlifting has said that um, they don't know yet if they're going to fight it. They're going to fight it. Sure they are. And, you know, they'll probably get a stay because, y'all, Minnesota is socialist. So, of course, they won in Minnesota. Minnesota has had gender as, you know, race, um, race, sex. Yeah, those... as a discrimination uh... Part yeah, of their part the of their anti discrimination classes class yeah. for decades. Like Minnesota was far ahead of the, I don't want to say far ahead of the curve, but they were way early on that. So of course this one in a Minnesota court. Yeah, and it couldn't not. Yeah, and and you know USA Powerlifting, they have to challenge this. Right. This isn't like mixed gender table tennis, right? This isn't like mixed gender chess. Even even mixed gender soccer, women can be competitive against some not, you know, some in some cases. Maybe against a boys high school football team, they'll be competitive in right. soccer. In powerlifting there's no way in hell. And right. this this will become a purely men's sport. Right. There Transgender a- men, but men yeah, there is a lot of skill and there's a lot of training involved in powerlifting. Um, there's a lot of technique. Absolutely. But, a lot of, yeah, a lot of uh, technique. But when you get a man lifting against women, there is no skill training or technique that's going to give the women an equal playing field to compete against men in Abs- that. Absolutely not. Um, it, it, it's going to be a men's sport at the end of the day, unless the courts... A, a court with some common sense is going to have to step in and stop it. Listen, the the reason the reason I'm not as militant about this as as I am in the sports arena, obviously, right? I, that's my red line is men beating up on women in uh, in competition. In my in my day to day business. The reason I don't really give a shit is because I always said it doesn't affect me, right? A, a person's per individual choices, if somebody wants to identify as another sex, um, it doesn't affect me. But it's beginning to affect me now, Danielle, because while I've made a conscious ch- choice to be to be nice and to be respectful... That choice is being taken away from me and it's beginning to become expected of me. And when it gets to that point, it actually does affect me. And that's when I stop being polite, period. Right Right now, right now, I'm not going to cut any of these supposed athletes any slack because they don't deserve it. These are these are men of no moral character whatsoever. There's no, there are absolutely no redeeming qualities to any of these male athletes that compete against women. None whatsoever. I have, I have zero respect for them. I have more respect for Dylan Mulvaney, a a caricature of a woman who's doing it for clicks and money and it's so blatantly obvious that he's doing it for clicks and money. I can uh, I can look at it and appreciate somewhat the humor in it. 
These people, they're doing it for glory. And they're stripping women of, quite frankly, what are remarkable achievements among the sexes. Right. If you're if you're a male athlete and you're you stand out at the very top, that is a major accomplishment. Imagine if uh, imagine if women came along and started taking that away from men. Do you think we would be nearly as accepting of this if women started or if women were. If it gave women the advantage. Yeah. If it gave women the advantage. No. No, absolutely not. And when you talk about, you know, glory and that, the basis of title, and I'm trying not to be a screaming hulalia, and you know that that's like, that I get all like fired up and I feel like I have a really good argument, but that as soon as I start like yelling and carrying on, that it sounds like I'm just being like a screaming Mimi. So I'm going to try to remain calm when we talk about this, but the impetus of title nine, the argument behind title nine in the beginning was that sports in um, kids and in like the academic setting offers opportunities that aren't offered outside of the sporting realm. So that's how the argument for, and whether you agree with or believe in Title IX or not, and whether you believe that it's, you know, giving women or giving girls an opportunity that they haven't earned and they don't deserve, you cannot argue the fact that sports doesn't offer opportunities that would not be there were it not for sports, mm-hmm. like scholarships. Sure. Um, and I'm not going to drag us into the woods on this because we've had this conversation, but um, students who are involved in sports do better in school. They make better grades. They're more invested in their communities. They're more invested in their school communities. They feel an ownership for their school, their school community, and for their own achievements in school. Right. So the benefits that are gained from participating in sports and being part of sports and being successful at sports go beyond the, um, you know, the wins and losses. Oh, well beyond. Yeah. Yeah. So and now we have now, and I said, this would happen. I said, you're going to, we're now going to start to see uh, a whole bunch of men start putting on dresses so that they can, can actually be competitive in the sport they've chosen to do. It's just like David said in the chat, I'll call it what I think it is extortion. They found a loophole, so to speak, because they can't compete with the men at their level. It's exactly what I predicted. It's exactly what we're seeing. You know, and I was going to say that I wonder if this JC person, I wonder how he did when he was competing against the boys. I mean, do we need to even no. speculate? Yeah, I didn't at even that? bother looking. No, I didn't even bother looking. Um, it these are they're they're weak men. They're men of of no. We're going to talk about this a little bit later when it comes when we start talking about finances and money. But they are weak men. They're men of uh, no character whatsoever. And you know, Al, when you, I'm sure you remember this, when you said that, the first time you said that to me, I thought you were out of your mind. That I was like, there is no way that a boy or a man is going to pretend to be a girl to compete just to what, like, who would do that? 
Like it, it right. was so far out of the realm of possibility for me. I couldn't even consider it. And you're like, okay, just wait. Right. Sure um, shit. Yeah. Leah Thomas got stopped competing at the international level, uh, except not anymore because the IOC have, um, they've, they've issued guidelines. They've made it more difficult now, if I'm not mistaken, Danielle, didn't they, uh, didn't they implement more stringent guidelines for trans athletes, but trans athletes can compete in swimming? I think the IOC was following the governing bodies of the individual sports and the swimming. The last we saw, I think swimming said it was like two years. USA that, swimming. That's right. It was two years, which, yeah. which would have, and I think we decided that it would have precluded Leah from the next nationals yep next yep. nationals but so he'll she destroyed be, uh, he will female be female uh, swimmers yep. college careers yeah and can't compete now anyway and yeah, yeah. for no for yeah piece of shit there is light at the end of the tunnel though there is. we've talked we so we've been talking about this we talked about it i think first on christmas day when the telegraph in the uk published a uh, published an article specifically about this it was it was about the the we're losing a woman's identity and it was very telling that the UK's biggest um, newspaper of record published this on Christmas Day we're now seeing more and more people begin to speak up um, JK Rowling people are now finally, coming to her defense, one of which was Emma Thompson. Complete liberal knob end, to be honest with you. But she's now finally come into the defense of uh, J.K. Rowling for her stance, which is her, quite frankly, her, hers is a very controversial stance, mind you. It's let women be women. Right. How that's controversial these days, but it is. We're now seeing unions pushing back. Now, this is kind of on the periphery of what's going on, Danielle. But we're seeing, uh, you, where's the story? Good Lord. Um, I have a story here somewhere. Here we go. Union says Biden administration violated labor rules with new transgender policy. Danny. Now, again, this is on the periphery. And of right. course, this is a labor union wanting, wanting to protect their, um, their membership, obviously. But a union representing employees of the Social Security Administration has demanded that the Biden administration kill a new pronoun policy geared towards transgender workers, saying it forces political views on its members. American federal government employees, local union 2505, filed a union management grievance Friday over a policy announced internally on Wednesday called the Policy on Prohibiting Discrimination, Including Harassment Based on Sexual Orientation, Gender Identity, or Gender Expression. I said it, it's beginning to affect me because now it's gone beyond my own choice to be respectful right. 
And it's, it's almost being forced down our throats, right? We're getting to the point where private companies are going to be mandated to have a uh, inclusivity manager to, to police all these new rules and to police pronouns and shit. And, um, you know, this was a, this, these are employees of the social security administration. This is a major government bureaucracy. Right. And you would think that major government bureaucracies are more than willing to toe the line and go along with this kind of ridiculousness. Unless apparently they have a union, in which case the union has now decided that they're going to stand up and they're going to say what employees are not allowed. It's not that they're not allowed to say it. They're scared to say it because they'll be ostracized. Right. They'll be, uh, they'll be, they themselves will be the ones discriminated against if they decide to speak out against this nonsense. You can't just have a pronoun. You can't just have it. Simple as that. I can be respectful enough to, to recognize it, to honor it, and say, you know, okay, you would you recognize you you identify as a woman, so I'll refer to you as she, she, her. But that needs to be my choice. It can't be mandated upon me simply because you chose pronouns. Matt Walsh put it perfectly. He said, I can't choose my own adjectives. If I could, they would be uh handsome and brilliant. And that every time you talk about me, you have to you have to refer to me as handsome and brilliant. Um, imagine how ridiculous that would be. Well, it's as ridiculous as demanding someone refer to you as your chosen pronouns. It's not a fucking thing. Right. And listen, unions are good for nothing, useless organizations apparently until now. And I understand that they're protecting bureaucrats from other bureaucrats, but quite frankly, someone has to. Someone has to protect everyone from bureaucrats that are bending a knee to a tiny, tiny fragment of society that have decided they're able to butcher science and butcher language and force their will onto everyone else. I'm I'm getting towards the end of my tether when it comes to being polite about this bullshit, Danielle. And I and I'm that doesn't mean I'm going to be rude and attack people, right. but what it does mean is that I'm not going to recognize your chosen pronouns because at the end of the day they're meaningless. I know a guy is a guy. I know a girl is a girl. I understand this. It's nature. It's biology. And I'm okay as long as it's up to me to decide, as long as it's up to me to make the choice to respect that identity that they've chosen, then I'm fine with it. Right. But as soon as someone tries to shove it down my throat and mandate that I do it, that's when the dick in me comes out and I say and and I will intentionally misgender somebody at that right. point. Because there ain't a tranny on this planet that scares me. 
Even that Butch Dyke that threatened Ben Shapiro. That bitch doesn't scare me one little bit. And yeah, I've, I'm, I'm almost there. Not quite, almost at the point where I'm about to say, you know what, fuck it. Screw every single one of them. If you can't be, if you can't be respectful of other people's views, if you can't uh, be courteous, um, and and as long as you continue to to steal the identity of biological females, just right. to to gain yourself some kind of uh, protected class advantage, then yeah, I'm done with it. I'm over your bullshit. Well, hey, we were talking about you got us you you scurried down a rabbit hole, and we didn't talk about Connecticut. Oh yeah, that's right. I did. That's where we. That's where well, we were headed. Let's, was, let's talk about that now. There is some light. Um, hey, pork chops in Minnesota. That's my neck of the woods. What are you doing in Minnesota, pork chop? Um, so with this, I thought you were going here when you were talking about we've been skipped, following something. Skipped right over that because yeah, for some totally. reason my stories were mixed up. Directly over this. But this is skipped. still light at the end of the tunnel. Because we have been following this story for years. Yes. Um. So... We were following the story of two, excuse me, actual female sprinters in Connecticut who were getting housed every time they had to run against these two biological males. So, and, you know, of course, they filed complaints and went on deaf ears because nobody was willing to stand up for them. Well, after high school, they were already in college. Um, they both missed out on running in state competitions. They missed out on scholarship opportunities because that's how you get scholarship offers as female sprinters is you go to states and, um, you know, you do well and schools notice you. Mm -hmm. So they missed out on all of that because they were running against these boys. Sorry, these biological males. And they brought suit. Well, the court said that the girls didn't have standing, a liberal court said the girls didn't have standing, right. not because they were no longer students, but because it was speculative that having to run against these biological males is what, that they would have, it was speculation to say that they would have done better had they not been competing against biological males. So the court wouldn't hear the case. Well, now... Um, the um, and that was a, a representative court of, of three judges. It was well, a now, three three judge panel. Yeah, right. Well, now the full court has decided that they are going to hear this case. We don't know why. We don't know. Neither side knows why they've decided. It's not like it was an appeal and they've decided to hear the appeal. There was nothing going on. And the court's like, you know what? We think we're going to hear this. We're all going to sit down and hear this. Well, I'll tell you why the, the full on-bank court is going to hear this. The only way for this to go to the next step is for an on-bank decision to be made. And I think, I, I based on this, I think I know what the full court is going to do. They're probably going to reverse the three panel, which is going to shoot an appeal to the uh, to either a higher appellate court or to the Supreme Court. Supreme court. And there are many of these decisions headed to the Supreme Court. Right. And this is going to get sorted out one way or the other. I just don't know which way it's going to go. 
I understand that we have a, a more conservative Supreme Court right now, United States Supreme Court, that is. Um, but you never know how they're going to rule on issues like this. And they've made some decisions leaning towards recognizing gender identity along with sex. Right. Like they wrote fucking gender identity into the Civil Rights Act of 1965. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's the act. Now, they said then when they did that, that that the decision that they made was, that was a, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the case, but it was a, um, like a funeral home. Right. And a longtime employee was, was, I, I think it was a male who, born male, began identifying as female, was a small town. They had worked at the funeral home for a very long time. And so, and it was a family owned funeral home and the owners were like, we can't be having you dealing with bereaved families who have known you your whole life as Joe and come in there as Joanne wearing a dress at like this time when they need comfort and we can't have you doing this. We can't have you dressing in a, like presenting as a female. Right. So the person said that that was discrimination. It made it to the Supreme Court. They said, yep, it's discrimination. You can't do that. Um, you have to recognize there. And that was when they sort of recognized gender identity along with all the other things you can't discriminate against somebody based on. But they said then specifically in that ruling that that was a um, workplace decision, had nothing to do with education. So they were clearly like delineating and, and, and you said it then that they were sort of, they knew that these cases were coming because they've been making their way up through the courts. Right. So, right. well, we'll keep an eye on it. And, uh, because it's, it's, it's going to get feisty. It's going to, and, uh, if the courts, again, I, I don't, I don't want to sit here and say, oh, the courts are going to definitely rule one way. I have a feeling they are going to rule a particular way, but we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, they, there's light at the end of the tunnel, I do believe. And we're seeing pushback from many, uh, from many avenues at the moment, but let's move on. Let's talk about something else, Danielle. Remember yeah, when, uh, where was it that had that reparations pilot program where they were giving people It money? was East coast. It was like Virginia, Maryland, where they were the one where they were helping people get into housing. Yeah. They were stuff. helping They were given, uh, as a form of reparations for right. slavery, they were giving families money, but the, the requirement was the money had to be used to, to buy a, a home get them in the, uh, on the home ownership ladder, right. Which and there is was education involved, like, like education towards yeah, financial a education, yes. maintain, keep, uh, keep basically, this is how you run a household type of thing and, uh, don't lose it. And Danny and I at the time said that this is, we're gonna reparations are a thing that horse has left the stable. It's going to happen. And it's a matter of figuring out the best way to do it. And Danny and I thought that this pilot program would be a very good test case. And I still stand by that. I, I think that um, I think that might be a, a decent, uh, I don't know, maybe a decent path to go down. Right. However, the reparations committee of San Francisco, they have a 
They have a slightly different idea, Danielle. They are, at least one member, is recommending $500 million of reparations for uh, slavery per person. million payment per person for uh, slavery reparations. Now, I don't know what percentage of, let's say the global population, are worth $500 million. But I'm going to wager that it's a fraction of 1%, right? Reparations are supposed to be a, an, a, a realistic estimate or representation of, of what somebody would have lost due to slavery, right? They're, they're, what, what would they have earned over a lifetime, for example, that was stripped from them due to slavery? To put a number on this of $500 million per person is, is just completely fucking ridiculous. And it goes into the next story we're about to do. I don't, I'm not going to focus on this part of it because it ties into the next story, Danielle, which is um, basically a, an indication of Joe Biden's economy. 60% of U.S. adults living paycheck to paycheck right now, it says here. Even people who are making $100,000 a year, Danny, four out of 10 who are making hundred grand a year say they're living paycheck to paycheck. There are a lot of factors involved in this, but one of them is this economy that Joe Biden's created. And it, it goes to, you give, if you give, let's say you do give every single ancestor of a slave $500 million. How long will they keep that money, Danielle? How long before somebody... With no, with no guidance and no, like right. you just give them the money with the... Right. No time at all. No time at all. Wealth transfer is a thing, right? We see it all the time. There's been a massive transfer of wealth from, well, to the, to the, the uber wealthy in America. You right. know, um, most, most people, well, during the pandemic, a lot of people lost money, but since then things have been picking up primarily because of the job market. Um, not anything to do with Joe Biden. Um, but there's, there's, it's, Companies are having a hard time hiring, and so they're having to offer more money, more benefits, so average Americans are doing better. But in general, there's been a massive transfer of wealth to, uh, to the, the highest, just the, the elites, the uber uh, wealthy. And it would, that would be no different for the, all these reparations payments, which is why I think it's a great idea to mandate home ownership from the, in the, the program, because that way no one can just take their wealth from them, right? right? Through Ponzi schemes and shit like that. But this economy is so bad right now that, um, that even people that make a hundred grand a year are living paycheck to paycheck. Absolutely no doubt that Joe Biden is responsible for a lot of this. But there are other factors, and those are what I really want to talk about tonight. And I got to thinking about this because I still hear 
I still hear other other talking heads, other creators talking about it. And it's um they, they talk about young men and how young men are lost in this world and they're they're trying to feel I I don't know that this is true, mind you, but a lot of people have the sentiment that young men are lost in this world and they're just figuring out how to be a man in 2023. Okay. Now, I don't want to turn into one of those, um, who was that one that got cuckolded? The men's oh. rights dude that ended up, turns out he was doing oh, gay porn I and shit like that. His name. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to be one of those type of, not the gay porn type person, but the, the men's rights activist kind of person. Um, but if young men are looking for guidance, I'll tell you exactly how to be a man. Be responsible. It's as simple as that. Everything else will follow. Be responsible. Make good decisions. And everything else will follow. And that's what we're seeing here with these people that are making a hundred grand a year that are living paycheck to paycheck, Danielle. If you want to, if you want to be successful, if you want, if you're struggling to, if you're a young man and you're struggling to figure out what it means to be a man. Be responsible, make good decisions. Number one, never live beyond your means. Right. Never live beyond half your means. Never, never allow your expenses to eat up more than 50% of your paycheck. If you live your life that way, now that may mean sacrificing a nicer house. It may mean sacrificing a nicer car. But what it also means is that at the end of the month, you'll be able to save money, you'll be able to invest money, and you will have disposable income, and you'll be able to do the things you enjoy. But never allow your expenses to eat up more, any more than half of your paycheck. The lower, the better, quite frankly. Don't rush into things. Don't rush into any decision. That includes marriage. I hear, I hear Matt, and I, I'm not going to pick on Matt Walsh because I love Matt Walsh, but Matt is a, Matt's a religious man and Matt is of the mind that you, you don't complete your, you don't manifest your destiny as a man until you're married with children. Now, whatever, I, I'm, I'm not a marriage person. But I'm not necessarily going to disagree with him. Marriage and children is good, probably for most people. But if you give, if you send this message to young men that you haven't completed your journey as a man until you're married with kids, you're going to see young men rushing into marriages that they shouldn't be in. Don't rush right. into any decision, including marriage. Take your time. If it happens for you, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Avoiding a wife and kids, quite frankly, it's utopia. Save you a bunch of money. It is avoiding wife and kids. I mean, that's the way I think most guys should go, but whatever, whatever. If that's the path you choose to take, if that's what you want in your lives, don't rush into it thinking that this is how you complete your journey to being a man. It just isn't. Right. That would be the irresponsible course of action. Be responsible, make good decisions. It's as simple as that. These folks, now there are a lot of there there are a lot of factors out of their hands. For example, 
These folks may have, when they were making 75 grand a year, they may have purchased an affordable house and the value of that house may have skyrocketed, which means their property taxes have skyrocketed, which means their mortgage payments into escrow have gone up and they, they may be struggling now at the end of the month. Maybe that's the reason some of these folks are struggling. But if they were living by rule number one, or actually technically rule number two, do not let your expenses ever be more than 50% of your income, they would not be struggling the way they're struggling right now. So Joe Biden's responsible for a lot of this, but we as individuals are responsible for the rest of it. There's no magic pill to being a man, none whatsoever. Be responsible. That's it. Right. Make good decisions. Don't rush into things and um, everything will work out for you. Simple as that. I I don't know why that it's hard for people to find that information. I don't know why. I mean, there are young men that the guy we were talking about, again, can't remember his name, but the guy we were talking about initially These young men were paying him thousands of dollars a year to learn how to be men, Danielle. You you remember that guy, right? Yeah, I can see his face. I just can't think of his name. Yeah. Young young men paying him thousands to try and figure out how to be men. And and he was a he was a shyster. He was conning them. Right. Andrew, uh, what's his name? The guy that started following me on, believe it or not, on Instagram. What's his name, Andrew? You think that's really him? Yeah, that's his account. What's his name, Andrew? Um, uh, I I don't even know, know the dude, guy's we're name. So old. Yeah, I, I I whatever. He started. He's the British guy that uh, again, men's rights activist, tries to tell young men how to live their lives and how to be how to be a manly man. Yeah. James, Andrew James, is it? He started, no, I don't think it is, whatever it is. He started following me on Instagram for some reason. Andrew Tate. Andrew Andrew Tate. Tate. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. Thank you. Andrew Tate. Um, I think he's an entertainer and I think he's making money. I think he's making money off of entertainment and he's, you know, he's a sensationalist because sensationalism sells. But if you're a young man looking for guidance on how to live your life, Andrew Tate is not the person you want to be talking to. Andrew Tate's not the guy you want to be listening to. He just isn't. I'm sorry. I guarantee you that all these these young men that are struggling to find their way, I guarantee you there are really good male role models right there in their communities that they could go find a local businessman. Get to know him. Get to know a local businessman. Follow him around. Shadow him. If you need to learn how to be a man, learn from somebody that's already done it. Don't learn from somebody on Instagram that's profiting off of you. It's not going to help you. You are there. You're you're their product. You are the product in that case because people like Andrew Tate and those guys, they're profiting off of you. There are thousands of good male role models in the community 
And um, if you reach out to any single one of them and, and, and just, just pick up the phone or, or go to their business and say, I'm having a difficult time finding my place in life. Do you have any advice? They'll be able to give you way better advice than the likes of Andrew Tate. And it won't, it won't involve being a misogynist or a rapist, alleged, sorry, alleged rapist, Andrew Tate, or alleged, alleged sex trafficker. Let's put it that way. Jack Murphy's the other one. Jack Murphy. Thank you. Yeah. Jack Murphy. Oh my (laughs) God. What a guy. Yeah. What what did he call himself? Uh, Uber Chad or something like that. Uh, an Uber Chad. I don't know what the fuck it is. Just, it's, it's not rocket science, right? Make responsible decisions and you're going to be fine. Simple as that. I mean, do you run into this? Do you see it at all? Do you, I'm sure you hear about it just like I do on the, uh, on the talk shows, people talking about how young men are basically lost in this world. Oh, yes. Do you think that it's as big an issue as people are making out? I do see, um, I mean, you know, uh, as a teacher, I, and I have for years seen what I thought was parents over parenting and it's just become more and more. And, um, you know, you and I have talked about this. If people aren't allowed to make mistakes, and then survive those mistakes and sort of solve their problems on their own. They don't know that they can solve problems and they don't know that they can survive having made mistakes. And I think that's a big part of it is that, you know, they're so coddled coming up that they're not learning the lessons that you learn from making mistakes and correcting them or even making mistakes and not correcting them, but surviving it. Like it's not going to kill you. Learning from them. Yeah. I so I have to assume that the the young men people are talking about or or men they never had a uh like a father figure in their lives. And or you they know, have an overbearing mom. I don't even know that it's necessarily an an absent father, it's an overbearing mom. Could could very well be. Um yeah, there's if if you're a parent and you're raising kids, there's something to be said about the school of hard knocks. Um it's important it's important for kids to, to make mistakes, even if those mistakes are painful. Right. It's, it's extremely important, especially for boys. It's important for them. It's important for a young boy to one day get punched in the face. That's right. one of the most important learning lessons your son will ever get. Because if, if you've never been knocked the fuck out, you're probably going to go through life as a cocky little shit. And um, the older you get, the likelihood of serious injury increases exponentially. So let them learn that lesson at a young age. Let your little boys get into fights at young ages and learn what it means to get hurt. It's a huge learning lesson. Because you don't want to wake up one day and find out that little Sebastian got his throat cut 
by uh, by a gang member at a bar because he was being a mouthy little shit. Right. Yeah. Mouth off to the wrong person. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but again, that all comes back to being responsible. But I guess if they if you if you haven't had a, a male role model, or at least a good male role model, I suppose it might be difficult to figure out the rights and wrongs of being a man. Right. But if it if it good rule of thumb, if you're doing something and it feels immoral, chances are it's wrong. And maybe stop doing that thing. That's not hard, right? Right. It might be, I say be responsible. Maybe it's difficult for, for some people to understand what the responsible decision is versus the irresponsible. Um, but I think if you live your life the way I laid out, don't allow your expenses to take up any more than 50% of your income. That will avoid a lot of irresponsible decisions right there, especially irresponsible right. spending decisions and irresponsible spending de decisions lead to probably the worst problems people are going to face in society anyway. Most of our problems are money problems, right, Danny? Yes. For, for your average person in the world, uh, the, their biggest issues are money issues. Um. Make responsible decisions. I'm assuming we're dealing with talking. I'm working under the assumption that these young men are done with college and they're making their way in life. So I'm not going to say make responsible education decisions uh, unless unless it's to further your your career. In which case, yes, make responsible education or further education decisions. But um it's as simple as that. If you make good decisions, everything else will fall into place. But don't rush into anything. And don't allow, don't allow, I'm not telling you to get married or not get married. What I'm saying is don't allow other people to influence you. Because that, that will be the worst decision of your life. Because then you risk taking other people down with you, up to and including young kids. And nobody, nobody needs that. We certainly don't need more kids in a position where they're, you know, the, the product of a broken home. So treat that decision very seriously, regardless of what Matt Walsh says. Right. That's, uh, I think that's all I really had to say about that. And I don't know what brought that on, Danielle. I just, I was thinking about it earlier today. And I must have watched a video yesterday or something that got stuck in my head. And it was probably a Matt Walsh video. It was. It was Matt Walsh talking about marriage. That's exactly what it was. And I'm sat there thinking, that could be really bad advice to some people. You know, if you're, if you're telling young men that they don't complete their journey into manhood until they're married with kids, how many are going to rush into a bad marriage? Right. And that would be tragic. Well, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I take your point. I mean, not that Matt Walsh says it, but if they grow up believing that, mm -hmm. that there is no other route to being a man other than doing that. Yeah. And I wonder how many men actually think that. I wonder how many men believe that. I hope it's not many because that's, uh, I, I think that's kind of a, I mean, it's kind of sad to think that um, men, men may exist in this world that think 
they're less of a man because they're not married with kids. I was married. It's, it's not always. No, I mean, I think it's okay. I think it's okay to think that that's because for some men, that is part of their route to being a man. Sure. Is, is, I mean, so, I mean, I think that's okay. Sure. And like I said, if that's the path you choose, then more power to you, but don't rush into it thinking that it's going to be the magic pill. Yes. Because it just isn't. Yeah. Before that comes responsibility. You got to, you got to, you got to clean up your own yard before you can work on anything else. And, um, and I think that's what all these influencers fail to tell these people, you know, they focus on success and money and shit like that. Money's remarkably important. It becomes less important if you live by the golden rule, which is don't allow your expenses to be any more than 50% of your income. Right. Then, then you'll be fine. You live your life by that rule. You will be fine for the rest of your life. You know, and when you talk about this whole like lost generation, you know, whatever these men that are lost or boys that are whatever, I wonder how much of that has to do with the fact that they're now growing up in this sort of social media they're just sort of indoctrinated or inculcated into social media so that they like, they believe that the, you know, that watching people on YouTube and on TikTok and God, TikTok even more so than YouTube, but that that allows them to know those people. Right. So like you're talking about, and and not even just the Andrew Tates and the Jack, what's his name? What's his knobs. I already Um, forgot his name. I know it's, it's Jack something. Yeah, it's so inconsequential. Right. I, I anyway, choose not to remember it. You know, they're performers, right? All content yeah, creators are. are performers. We are performers when we're. I mean, you know, we present ourselves, but um, you know, in my vlog, you know, I am presenting what I'm presenting there, but that's like a little snippet of my day and of who I am, and you know, it's some information that I want to share with people. But outside of that. Um, there are other things that I do and I live like an actual 3d life. Mm-hmm. And I think that people have these sort of like sort of meta relationships or like para relationships, like pseudo relationships with people that they watch on YouTube. Yep. And I wonder how much th- that impacts social development because I'm sure we it were- impacts a lot. Cause we were already like grown and formed as people before this shit came yeah. around. I we mean, were. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, I'm the way I am and Larry is the way he is. And what do I mean by that? Well, you know, I repaired my own water heater. I fixed right. my own car. I changed my own oil. Larry repairs his shit. You know, we're, we're, we're guys that we're professionals in our industry, but we use our hands and fix stuff right? because of, in my case, and I, I will wager in Larry's case, because of the role models we had growing up. Right. Um, you know, I, I was tearing down engines and I, I rebuilt a Triumph Spitfire from the ground up when I was uh, 15 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. I end up working in engineering and, and I, I don't get my hands dirty these days, but I know how. 
Well, and engineering yeah. is like the, you know, the sort of big version of doing that. You're building things. Yeah. Um, but I know how to do it. And right. in my opinion, all men should. Now, right. you may not have been taught how to do it, but YouTube is a great resource. If right. you if something's broken, go watch a video on YouTube and learn how to fix it. The 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 sense of satisfaction a young man will gain simply by doing that, the boost in their the boost in their confidence, their feeling right. of masculinity, that will do way more than sending 50 bucks to Andrew Tate will ever do right. for a guy's uh for Jack a guy's self-esteem. Yeah, Jack Murphy, screw him. Right. Yes. Um, and Andrew Tate too. It's, it's just things like that. It, that that's right. that's what being a man is. And um, you got work. Like I said, work on yourself. Work on yourself. Learn what you want to learn. You know, if you don't want to get your hands dirty, fine. Don't get your hands dirty. But uh, in that instance, rule number two is even more important because you're going to need money to pay plumbers and electricians right. and car mechanics and shit like that. So again, make sure you have plenty of disposable income to cover those unforeseen expenses because you're going to need it. Um, yeah, there's there's no real secret to, to being a man in this day and age. You just, uh, just make the right, make good decisions, be responsible, that's it. All right, Danny, we're way over. Oh gosh, we sure are. All right, y'all, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you back here on Thursday. Thursday, yep. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye, friends. Bye.